I've been getting texts, calls, tweets asking me, Peter, did Justin find the goblins? You're back from Kentucky, I Justin. Am. It's been so long since we talked. It like is. in like like actually talked. You know, I, I've texted you here and there, making sure that your your hunt is is going okay. Uh, did you find the Kentucky goblins? I went to Tucky. Uh, saw saw a lot of things. I went to his their, the Tucky Zoo. Did they have goblins there? Was that they they didn't have goblins okay. at the zoo? I looked. They had foam giant insects everywhere. Mm. No goblins. Yeah, it's not um, really goblin. They had a, a a random like enclosure in the middle of a field that was okay empty, and it was surrounded by geese. So I'm assuming it was a geese enclosure, and they all like flew out of it because they're like, dude, it's <laughs> like we're birds. Well, we yeah, can, yeah, we're, yeah. yeah, we have that. They did have a an eagle at that Tucky Zoo that didn't okay. have like it was just out in an open cage. Like it wasn't even a cage; oh. it was just like an open thing. But it had like an accident when it was a, was a little thing that when they rescued it, it can't fly anymore. Oh, gotcha. So I was just, I just seeing the eagle just like perched a few yards from you. It's quite a stunning thing to see. Also shocking. I got attacked by a hawk. I didn't mention. Oh, this. yeah, that uh, seems like a that seems like a big life thing. That <laughs> update your Facebook status, like. Yeah, no, this is true. Uh, like this sound, like this might sound kind of fake. I, I'm okay. It didn't like touch me, um, but it swooped at me twice. Uh, I was on a walk, okay, a classic walk, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. there was this hawk just like flying around. Uh, it was like fighting off some birds, and there's well, one of my neighbors was like in his front yard, sort of looking up at it, and I was like, "That is a big bird, man." And he's like, "Yeah, it's got a nest actually over there." Oh, um, so so be careful as you're walking by. We've had to uh, we've had to wear like hard hats as we do lawn work. And he goes, "Cause it attacked me yesterday, pierced my ear." And then he showed me this horrific gash in his ear, and I was like, "All right." Thank you. Like, could he like? I, is could he like put something through the piercing? Like, was it? I mean, it, it wasn't. It, it didn't seem like a clean cut. Ah, okay. Well, um, this is true. When I was a little kid, I got a fish hook stuck in my nose. Oh. Um, kind of pierced it. Which then, I you can't see in the in our little Discord chat. I'm too small. I, I got my nose pierced right here. Reopening that, that hole. Was, was that from the hole? No. Oh, I was being. I was, wow, I was that like. Was, seven <laughs> um, but anyway so like i was like looking at the bir- the the hawk like fighting off these birds and i walked i was walking by it and then it like shifted its focus from the birds that it was like bothering with to me like like really quick it's it assessed uh, the threat it, it saw yes. you as a threat and damn are those things fast yeah uh so i looked really cool so i was like, ah! <laughs> like running away <laughs> um and then the guy who i was talking to was like did it get you and i was like no i'm, I'm good i'm good um <laughs> it was kind of traumatizing to be like it was kind of freaky to be honest no with i can imagine yeah having a wild animal uh go at you full force probably and and they are bigger than you think and those talons in the beak like that that thing was like it's kind of scary yeah yeah uh but so sorry to to summarize to get back on track i mean uh, i mean th- no, th- no to goblins. Me that's 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 more uh startling than my uh my tucky hunt of the goblins so okay okay yeah. so maybe we'll we'll plan a trip maybe like in a few months here and we can yeah, we'll go we can back go down, I, camp now, out now that i know what's what's going on around tucky you've scoped the area yeah. for us yeah. so yep. you'll be able to say like here's the, you know the hotbed for goblin activity uh do you believe in cryptids like goblins and like 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 no, no bigfoot I, I don't no i don't huh. no i know you y- think i mean you might i i don't necessarily yeah, I, do. I, I i don't like actively like don't think they're real but like until i see them and so we have, like, there's no way you're telling me today in 2022, people have their cell phones out 
filming everything. We're not going to get a little bit of a better photo of one of these things, of the That's Loch fair. Ness, of the Bigfoot, of one of That's these fair. goblins. It, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, we would have seen them. Justin, you bring up a great point, uh, and I don't have anything to argue back with at this time. So give me a few days. I'll do some research. <laughs> I'll come back with a with a, re- a proper a proper rebuttal, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Uh, Cross the pond. It's hitbox. What's in the fucking box? Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number 97. Wow. After a week of no uh, of radio silence from us, we've returned like a uh, phoenix rising from the ashes. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek. With me this week, as always, is my wonderful friend, Justin Makovich, back from Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, how are you, man? How was how was your trip? I know it wasn't like for it wasn't like a vacation. It was like a work thing. But uh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm I'm good. It was it, it was a work thing. Uh, there was yeah. well, there was some fun. Um, I got to tour uh, the University of Louisville campus. Oh, that's fun. It, it 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 was when it's not like. By the way, my Apple Watch just was responding to me for no reason. Um, oh, okay. But uh, it was real hot. Like it was hot here. Yeah. Okay. But it was like even hotter there. Like heat index warnings. Like there were several times mm. when I was like walking outside. Like I started started my my journey at like eleven, and then like thirty minutes when the sun came out, the cl- clouds dissipated. I was like, I'm trapped. I'm trapped yeah. in the middle of a field. It's tough when it's like, oh, we're gonna have a great day today. Like we're gonna be going out, and then you get out, and like in the morning, it's kind of like nice and cool because like the sun isn't like in full force yet. Yeah, yeah. And then by eleven, it's like, oh, we've made a mistake. Yeah. And you, there's oh, nothing you can like do. A, yeah. 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 Um, well, I'm glad that you uh, you had a good time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, it was it was a trip. It was it was uh, st- uh, good. I gotta be honest. It was yeah, a good time honest. with the students, and I know a lot of time you can say like you know high school students can be you know very very unique, uh, special yes. snowflakes. Yes. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with the uh, ten students that I took with us. So well, dang. Yeah, glad to hear it. Um, since you've been gone. I can breathe for the first time. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, since you've been gone, there have been... Uh, do you hear about this? A lot of video game news. <laughs> it's weird. It's like... Uh, it's like it was the Naughty 3. Yeah. It's the like Jeff Keeley 3. Time. Key 3. Keeley 3. Key 3. Key 3. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot going on. So we're going to catch up on all of that this week uh, by looking at the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, the Tribeca Games Showcase, the Final Fantasy VII 5th, uh, 25th Anniversary Stream, as well as so much more. But before we get to that, Justin, I know you were busy with these with your students and whatever. Did you play any video games? I imagine not. Uh, so over the past the, week, I, I'll, I'll call what my the game I played the most would be um, Mini Bus Driving Simulator. Um, it's this, okay, it's this like real life uh, immerse, immersive experience when you drive a mini bus in real yeah. life, but it feels like yeah. a video game at times. Uh, so I got to, I got to, I had the privilege of driving a mini bus, and boy, by the end of it, I was parking between lines and not even hitting bushes. Like it was no kidding. I Look got you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the thing that I played, because uh, I mean, it's what been almost two two weeks since we recorded a little bit under that. Yeah. 
I, I've been dabbling with uh, Grand Theft Auto Online oh. uh, for, for a bit. When they released the PS5 version, I bought it. It was like a $10 upgrade from whatever mm-hmm. I had. So I've never played. I played the single player when it came out originally for the PS3. Um, yeah. Beat it. Liked it. Love is a strong word. I never like finish a Grand Theft Auto game and say I love that game. But like yeah. out of all the Grand Theft Auto games I played, like this was the one. Uh, and then when it first launched, online was broken. No one wanted to play it. You couldn't get on the yeah, servers. Yeah, I no, no, that. no one knew what it was. Um, and then like since then to now, it's blown up to be this like thing that constantly makes Grand Theft Auto like super like popular with selling and all the, the money, the sales, all this stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna see what's going on with it, and uh, that that is it's it's uh, I would say it's still a hot mess. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> to play that game, yeah. Um, it, and the more I play it, the more I get it. Um, and thankfully, throughout like you know claiming PS Plus rewards and things like that, I I started off with like five million uh, GTA bucks when I was playing it, or the whatever oh, they call okay, the money. Yeah. So that at least got me to be able to start some stuff. But like a lot of it is just like the dumb mini games that you got to play in sure. the, in the thing like in order to make money you can either do these like mini missions where you and some random people go in and like just try to get this objective um or you can do some races uh or you can like start some businesses um and like businesses all come down to basically the simple thing of buying cargo on the internet driving out to where that cargo is then delivering that cargo for profit so i um for about a week at the beginning of the year i was a stream editor for um for one mc fixer he's a he's a an english twitch streamer and he does he was doing a lot of like the gta roleplay stuff yeah so like the violence options were not like like violence ways to make money were like not a thing like you had to do the jobs so I watched about two hours of him driving packages around for Amazon. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want, this doesn't seem like a fun game. Yeah. No. But, <laughs> like, like, yeah. But that's still like what the major portion of it is. <laughs> yeah. And like they have these like things that came out, um, I would say like a, a few years after the initial launch called heists, which are these kind yeah, of like yeah. big missions that you have to do. But the missions are always like gated by some kind of like milestone you have to purchase, whether it's a boat or an escape vehicle or a building or something like that that can be multi-million dollars so the process of going from nothing to something and getting the money and being able to do that you still have to either buy the online currency that you can buy with real life money or Mm. you can earn it in game and earning in a game is a very slow process and from what i found not a very fun process yeah Um, there's one thing i was doing it was basically a treasure hunt when you had to like find you get a phone call with a picture like a text message and it's like go here there's going to be a treasure here and then you go there you find like generally where the thing is and then you have to find three more locations well i was doing it i stopped i logged out of the server for a second came back on like two hours later and then it like reset my progress with that and i was like okay okay (laughs) so like there is like a good thing in there there's like good ideas in there it's just a lot of it is a lot of this jank that you have to go around to like deal with in order to get through to the fun stuff yeah um so like i'm still i'll still i'm still dabbling with it i do have to say like in replaying it i've started the story again i really do think like the story itself is pretty interesting um they do like the gameplay mechanics are kind of fun the driving is fun 
Like the there's good stuff in Grand Theft Auto, but it is like an old game. I saw this. Uh, I don't know where this was. Uh, this was probably on Twitter. Um, Grand Theft Auto Five is so old that the iPhone that the bikini girl is holding, taking the selfie. Is an iPhone four, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like that was like the phone. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. image of yeah, her yeah. like standing yep. there. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's that's tough. Yeah, and and I I'm excited for the next one uh, to yeah. come out. Um, I was also like thinking of going back and playing Red Dead Online because I thoroughly enjoyed that game much more than Grand Theft yeah. Auto Five. So doing some of the like the more like basic tasks in that game just kind of fits better with, you know, you being on a horse and giving your horse and your best friend a horse and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I might go back and try that too. Um but you know, overall, uh it's I, I cannot say I understand why people put so much time into it. Sure. But there is potential underneath all the jank for a, a good is- experience. Definitely a conversation for another time. But, like, I think one of the reasons why people do play this so much is because it's one of those places. It's it's like a platform to just, like, hang out with people. Yeah. And, like, hang out with your friends. And there's, like, activities to do. And there's, like, enough variety to those activities to make it the type of thing where you can get really into one of those things for, you know, a week. And then move on to the next thing. And then, like, go back to being like, oh, let's do more of those heists. Or, oh, let's do more of the packages. And, like, like what i'm trying to say is you look at that game and you look at what like facebook is trying to do with their like metaverse shit yeah and it's like they clearly don't understand because because all the facebook stuff again topic for another time but all the facebook stuff is like this has never been done before and it's like yo it has and it's <laughs> doing it like people are doing it all the time with way better shit absolutely yeah i mean like second life is better than what you are offering facebook or meta now so mm-hmm. whatever um, well, are you so are you sticking with that? Are you? Or I mean, have you sort of moved on? It's on, it's on my my PlayStation. It's like it'll be a background yeah. game. Um, I feel like almost I almost feel though like playing it for like thirty minutes to an hour at a time doesn't get you invested enough in it to really find the stuff. But sure, that's fair. Uh, you know, I'm playing around with it. I'm not opposed to it, but you know. Well, Justin, uh, I've been playing quite a bit since you've been gone. Oh. Um, I played through the entirety of The Quarry. Ooh. Justin, you liked Until Dawn, yeah? I loved it, man. Uh, this game's awesome. The Quarry's okay. awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, it, is, it is, I would say, just as good as Until Dawn. Um, I, I, it's hard to say which is better. Like, it, It's kind of like almost dead even for me as to which one I like better. With the only one that is like saying Until Dawn, like, to me that's like a classic. Like That's an iconic like story led choose your own adventure sort of game you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and i think people seem to agree with me because not to uh uh make this into metacritic roundup here although we certainly can we got to man um yeah uh, the quarry so right now for ps5 sitting at a 73 which is a little low because then on pc it's at uh 80 and then Xbox Series X is at 83. Uh, with with PS5, the reason I think it's a little bit lower um, is because uh, there there are just some reviews that just didn't love it, and I think that it had some um, it had some technical issues that I noticed that were pretty apparent throughout. Um, but I think it's really easy to overlook that sort of stuff and just say like, oh, this is a video game that was that's was made during the pandemic you know what i mean with so, with actors and stuff so but what, what kind of technical issues were you seeing 
Like sometimes uh, we had subtitles turned off and sometimes like three lines would have subtitles with them. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and not like the kind of thing that would need subtitles, but more just like, oh, there's just a scripting error here where uh, the subtitle showed up for all four characters to say what at the same time. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or yeah. or um, there was towards the beginning uh, as the sun is setting for the night, one character, their character model was completely unaffected by any of the lighting effects that were going on. <laughs> so they were like really well lit and you could see everything about them and they were like almost glowing. Yeah. Uh, while everyone else was sort of like, you know, in the shadows of the of the trees and everything like that. Uh, but nothing like egregious or terrible. Um, it, like I didn't, it, the game didn't break or, or, or crash for me or anything like that. But um, damn, this is a great game. In my opinion, this is like one of these standouts of the year and a surprise because we like we didn't have like a huge build up to this. It was just sort of like announced. I think it was announced this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, it was within a year or whatever. I think it's pretty cool for a game to yeah. come out like that. Right. And this majorly outshines pretty much everything done with the dark pictures stuff um this is this is a game that is worth your time my older brother so i bought the physical edition and he was like i can't justify spending 70 dollars on this i was like no worries i'm gonna have this done by the time you get here he lives in michigan and i was like you you borrow this and when i end up getting it back i'm doing another playthrough for sure oh wow um yeah is it 70 on everything i think so (laughs) uh I mean, it's a steep price, but it's 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 worth it to me. Like, it's good, I, I just giggle because it's happened. It's not just Sony first party anymore. This is the the new reality. Yeah, I think like Resident Evil Village was like that yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and again, it, that is a steep price, but uh, I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I will say at the end, it was kind of a bloodbath in about forty five minutes. Uh, five characters died for me. Uh, yeah. Th- there are more characters than in Until Dawn. Nine, um, correct that sounds right i was seeing like the the end reports of people who like survived and who didn't it looked like it was like the the 333 boxes oh uh no the way that it's it was portrayed to me is like all in a straight line but like nine sounds about right uh because then also it doesn't necessarily just count the campers there are the counselors there are more uh characters that I, i think are included in that that aren't playable yeah i think one i think one character that is not playable is included in that um but uh, it, the the frustrating thing is like sometimes uh, about two of those deaths were like when you look back at it, you go like, oh, yeah, like I could have prevented that if I really thought about it. And then the other three was like, well, there was no way of knowing what I was supposed to do there. Or uh, I got in a situation where I didn't have an item that I needed to have picked up in chapter one and i needed it in chapter 10 and so there's just literally no way (laughs) to save uh those two characters who died in the same in the same spot um so that's always a little frustrating for me when like the path is not immediately obvious yeah um but i guess what can you do so um so if you get the deluxe edition of this game which is an extra what ten dollars maybe from the start of the game, you unlock this like extra lives mode, and basically oh, character rewind. Character rewind. You get yeah. three lives that, yep. if a character dies, you can choose to go back and try to get a different result or yep. not. What in your experience playing that? Would you have liked that mode? Do you think it would have been cheating off the beginning? Like, what are your thoughts on that? So you get you do unlock that after you finish your first playthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 
I, I think it really depends on what you're looking to get out of the game. For me, personally, the reason why it is tense is because you know that, okay, any of these decisions could result in the death of a character, right? Um, and sometimes it is innocuous, right? Like, run or hide. I don't know. Like, th like those seem both equally bad to me, right? So, um, it, it doesn't, it's not always... I think that having knowing that you can just rewind to death for me personally takes a little bit of the enjoyment out of the stakes of it. Yes, sometimes it is just a bullshit death that's like, oh, fuck, like, come on. Uh, but I really like that frantic, like, sort of pitch break speed that you have to make some of those decisions um, because that is exactly how, like, that's the intent of the game. Like, that's the the intent is to be like, oh, I don't know, run or hide or shoot or run or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it ruins the game if that's if your goal is to make everyone get out alive. Uh, but if you are wanting to do that, I might suggest maybe playing it on movie night mode, mm -hmm. which actually removes all of the gameplay from it from for you, I think. Uh, and instead, you just choose the characters you want to live and who you want to die. And then it just plays itself and it picks a path that makes all of that happen in a way that's, oh, that's kind of interesting. So theoretically, you could set it that no one dies. Correct. And you can just play it through it like that or, and like, like watch it play out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in that way. Cause then I, I think you do get to like, uh, I, I didn't try this out, so I might be wrong here, but with the movie night mode, you could, um, you still get the parts where like you're walking around, like picking up items and being like, huh, what's this? And whatever. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. There is one mechanic that I was disappointed in. Uh, this maybe feels like a spoiler. Um, but like, it's a spoiler of like what I was disappointed in. I, I'm sort of 50 50 on whether or not I should, should say it um, because what le, to be just general, there's something that comes up at the beginning of the game that you go, Oh, this is going to be kind of cool at the end. This is going to really pay off. And then uh, it doesn't pay off at all. Uh, it, it, like at all, at all, at all. Um, I, I don't know if I should be more specific than that. I feel like people might be upset if, if I reveal it. Yeah, I mean, if, but you, if this, you feel like it, it would ruin the experience, even though if it's like ruining something that doesn't happen, you know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was like a disappointment when I found out like, oh, that's it. You know, so I guess, yeah, that, that's all I'll say. Okay. But all in all, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to be doing another playthrough at some point here in the year. Um, I think I think it's really great. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to be playing this uh, with my fiance sooner rather than later, so it'll be fun to do a spoiler uh, cast yeah. talking about that stuff with you once we, we do, in fact, finish it. And seeing we just finished Stranger Things, well, uh, two more are coming out soon. Since we finished yeah. the out episode of Stranger Things, we could probably move on to the Corey now, so that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th this is the perfect game to play with a non-gamer in your life who is, like, interested in the hobby. Uh, and not that, not that Claire is a non-gamer, but, like... Um, if you are looking for someone to be like, it, this is a fun activity to do together with someone as you like yeah. talk about the choices and like what to say and like all that sort of stuff. Uh, and it, it ditches some of the mechanics from dark pictures and um, until dawn that I thought didn't really work. Um, like, it, like the relationship status things don't really, it's not a factor anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, it'll update you on like, Oh, this character is upset with you, but you know that cause then they're upset with you. It, and, and like that just like changes. It just, it shows when the story has sort of changed. Uh, as opposed to just being like your relationship with this character is great. Yeah. Cause it's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. It's just never yeah, like, what does that have to do? With me? <laughs> yeah. So Corey, great. Go play it. Oh wait. Uh, uh, one I more thing. Really so, yeah. um, with, uh, what was the other one? The, uh, Detroit become human. Yes. 
they have that really cool like timeline feature. Is any timeline feature like that in there? Uh, no, it does the thing where um, every time you choose, like make a choice that impacts the story, it goes path chosen. Ah, and, and, like okay. it makes it very clear what when you are altering the story. Uh, and then also uh, similar to um, Until Dawn, you see the choices you made and what happened as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Uh, I found a bracelet at the very beginning of the game. And then, so like, it was two paths. I found the bracelet, and then someone noticed that I was wearing it, and then nothing happened with that. <laughs> okay, um, got it. I imagine that's because maybe one of those characters died, mm. and so maybe maybe that just never, you know, paid yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, but I mean, like, for the most part, most of them are pretty long about, like, this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. So it's, like, sort of similar to that, that path that you see in... Yeah. Um, Detroit, but it's not. It's not as. It doesn't show you all of the results. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, yeah. It's great. Uh, in addition, more Metacritic update. A Metacritic roundup. Sorry. I played TMNT Shredder's Revenge. I played through the entire thing because it's on Xbox Game Pass. Ooh. Uh, on PC, this game scored an 85. On the PlayStation 4, it scored an 85. On the Nintendo Switch, 87. And the Xbox One, an 88. This game's awesome. This game's dope. Talk to me about it. Um, are you a a, a, a beat em up fan? Not really. Uh, beat em ups are okay, but I am a turtles fan. Mm, yeah, uh, as yeah, as we discussed turtles. a little bit the last time yeah, we you, talked. You you educated me all about it. So I did. I did. Um, and this is like a classic arcade beat em up. Uh, the cutscenes are all like three seconds long and it's just like one like static image where like just the assets of the turtles are just like moving closer together or like <laughs> it's like awesome yeah. um it's on game pass i beat it in two sittings and then i went back to it and played some of the challenge modes and stuff like that um it's a lot of fun i, I would highly recommend it it's also great because so i was doing this elena was taking a little nap uh and then she woke up and she's like oh i want to play and i was like okay and it, you just turn a controller on you hit the start button and then you choose a character and you're you drop in drop out uh, it's it's pretty simple in that way and is really fun as a result. So um, this was a game I was kicking myself because I went to pick it up uh, like last Saturday on our fantasy critic uh, thing. But it's like, oh, too late. It's coming out Thursday. I tried to get it on. I was like, oh, Wednesday. I was a Wednesday. And I was like, when does that game come out? And I was like, you can't pick this yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, and then this is like one of the like next to Elden Ring. This is like one of the best scored games right. of the year. Yeah. So first of all, I hit myself for that one. But like what makes it a good game like this? Like, why would it be scoring this way? In your opinion, um, the so it, it like I said, it is a just a really great throwback to those uh, classic arcade beat em ups, uh, which which I have a fondness for. Like I don't like love necessarily. Like I'm not playing those all the time, but once in a while, like it is just a lot of fun. It also mm -hmm. is, is a major throwback for like classic Ninja Turtles, which um, I have a fondness for. I have a fo I have less fondness for like the classic Ninja Turtles, and I have more for some of the mid like early to mid two thousands because that's when I was like growing up um turtles but uh like i still i love the like teenage mutant ninja turtles teenage, you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's just uh, and that sort of music in a way yes that sort of music is like playing throughout the whole thing uh it's it's really great in that sense um the combat feels really snappy and, and good um they're like right when you start it runs you through like the moves list which is you know like how a classic arcade game does it uh and you get overwhelmed because there's like 25 moves and you're like ah and then you just start and you're like, whatever, fuck it. I'm just going to 
figure it out as I go. My way and, through this. <laughs> yeah, and you can do that. Like it's 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 pretty simple. Sometimes you're gonna have to use some more strategy when it comes to some of the enemy types, but um, all in all, it is it's pretty forgiving with that sort of stuff. Um, but it's snappy. It's quick. All the characters play a little bit differently from one another. Um, you've got the four turtles, you know, Donatello, Raphael, Leonardo, and Michelangelo. And then you've got Master Splinter, the big rat who comes out and he fights. Uh, and then you got April O'Neil. She's a journalist, um, which uh, I felt re- represented, you know, playing yeah, yeah. and watching. Yeah. And then once you beat through the story, you get Casey Jones, who's like their other human friend, who I think sometimes dates April, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, unclear. Um it just it, it is like I was talking to my friend Josh a long time ago about this. Like we were saying, like, what is the best looking food in all of video games? And the answer is anytime Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have pizza. Oh yeah, just the dripping cheese. The dripping but it's cheese, somehow the pepperoni. So it's like yeah. a mixture of like that that perfect slice with the cheese. It's just yeah, oh man. Yep. Well, totally. thank you for that. Yeah, I, I, that's what I want in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shredder's Revenge. It's great. It's on Game Pass. Give it a go. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, how, this is how, the kind of game that if I had bought on PlayStation, I probably would platinum. Oh, wow, wow. Cool. cool. Yeah, because so, it's got a good trophy list. How long did it take you to beat? Uh, Like just through the story, probably six hours or so. There's like 16, maybe 15 uh, different levels, and each one takes about... 10 to 15 minutes depending on how quick and fast you're playing um but there's like all sorts of collectibles to find and um like as you play a certain character they level up and get like more abilities and more health and more lives and stuff like that so there's like a lot to replay and and have fun with that sounds fantastic i might play it but i didn't draft it so i don't have to so (laughs) <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Um, I, I, I hate to keep going on, but we haven't talked in so long. Justin, I'm playing God of War. Ripping the Band-Aid off right now. I'm playing the God of War. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's good shit, It's a good man. game, isn't it? It's good. <laughs> like, here's the thing. I knew it was good. I knew I would like it. I guess I didn't know, like, how good it was. Yeah. You know, but, like, instantly, this story is, like, instantly engaging, and, like, the characters are instantly, like, likable is the wrong word, because, like, Kratos is a horrible murderer, but, like sympathetic yeah where it's like oh this guy has been angry for so long he's just really tired um and then like he had like one good thing and now it's gone yep and he doesn't know how to like relate to his son um yeah it's good man it's real good uh and so the reason i started playing that was because i was like well i should probably like get this not like out of the way but like i should probably play this uh before ragnarok comes out because there's rumors that it's going to be announced for like november and then there's rumors that it's being pushed but i was like whenever it's coming out i just want to have this done so i don't have to rush through it uh and so far i am enjoying it immensely yep i strongly recommend that platinum for it there's one part that's a little bit um a little bit grindy but other than that it's a really good platinum um and like I think everything about that game from combat to story to just visuals of it are awesome. And I think I've never quite seen a game like that, um, which is why I'm worried about the sequel when it comes out, because I don't know Mm -hmm. how fresh it's going to feel to me. That's the thing. I I think this is a really cool game, but I think Ragnarok has to be more than just more of it. Exactly. Which is what Um, happened with Horizon. Horizon uh, Forbidden West was more had a polished. cool aesthetic and had a had a cool like the, the original game has like a cool cool mechanics that you like maybe don't see all the time yeah but then forbidden west is just kind of more yeah of exactly exactly so and i still think it's a fantastic game it's better than the original but it just it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have that 
feel to it. And you probably haven't gotten to the real cool story beats of uh, God of War that really make it. Cool. Yeah, I imagine not. Uh, I, like, I'm starting to get hints of it because, like, to me, the, the cool part is the relationship between Atreus and Kratos. Yep, yep. yep. Um, and so I, I started getting to some of that. Uh, I mean, I'm in the second world. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to this place where there's like dark elves fighting with light elves and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have gotten through most of that, and then now I'm I, I put it down last night. But uh, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff, man. God of War. Have you heard of it? Who thought? It. No one, no one's talking about yeah, this game. I, God of War. I don't think anyone said it was a good game. Not a single person, but you. You are no. the first person. I know. I, I hate to like. I'm not. I don't think of myself as a contrarian, but it's a good game. <laughs> uh, and then also, uh, not a video game, but hey, go read Chainsaw Man. Ah, okay, um, yeah. If you don't like manga, it's it is uh, pretty pretty easy to get into. It is eleven volumes long which in terms of manga is not that much. It is so good. I typically, I'll take about an hour to read a, a manga depending on what it is and how much text there is. I'm flying through Chainsaw Man like half an hour each each volume because it's just that good. Go to your local library. Check out Chainsaw Man Volume 1. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. All right. Guarantee you will not be disappointed. Justin, let's, let's take one a look real quick at one final Metacritic roundup here. Neon White. This game's on PC and Switch. Uh, you had me at this Switch. has been reviewed really well. Uh, similar to Team NT, this is also one of those like uh, top games of the year so far. Um, at eighty-eight on PC and eighty-four on the Switch. This is they, they show this off a little bit. It, it first popped up in a Nintendo Direct, I think, um, and it's a little bit like. Um, it's like a speed run deck builder, which is sort of a, a first person. You lost me at those run. two words, but like, deck I understand builder. it's probably a good game, but like <laughs> mixed with a dating sim, it seems. <laughs> um, <laughs> its tagline is made by freaks for freaks. And I think that's awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard for me to like describe also because I haven't played it yet. Um, but like watching a, a single trailer sort of like can clue you into what this game is. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't sold on the trailer, but the reviews, everyone is saying like, hey, this game is is pretty dope. Uh, so it might be something that I pick up because I do like to go fast. I like speed run stuff sometimes. Um, like I enjoyed the, the speed run time stuff for uh, uh, Astro's Playroom and stuff like that. Um, and, and you build your speed run around your deck. So it's like the things that you... Like the cards that you are going to need are going to be what shape your run, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to to me, it looks super uh, new um, and interesting. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that scares me about it is that if I were to play this game, it'd be on the Switch, and I don't really like playing shooters on Switch. And if it's That's a Twitch-based speed first-person yeah. game. That would worry me a little bit, but um, I don't know. I'll, I'll be broken. I just checked. It's only twenty four ninety nine, so it's not a full price game. But oh, it's getting really? full price reviews, man. So yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, I, I yeah. I, this was something that wasn't on my radar, but you're right. I think it's like it's one of those classic games that when I don't care about it until people start talking about it like positively positively in reviews that are like oh there's something here that even if it's not my game ultimately i'll still probably want to try it out at some point and 24 dollars that's like not bad no no 24.99 uh it's 25 right but not extra 99 yeah yeah, that 
way too expensive yeah, for me. Yeah. Way, way too much for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm actually, to be honest, probably going to check this out. Right. Might it depends. I might want to finish God of War first just so that it's done. Um, but Neon White, there you go. Let's talk about the news. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. We got some We got some news. Uh, a few things are happening. No, nothing huge, right? Yeah, nothing huge. Just like the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Minor. The Tribeca Games Week. showcase. Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream. Losers. Uh, incoming Nintendo Direct, specifically for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Well, wait, that's pretty uh, big news. You, wait, 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 wait. You got me at Nintendo. Yeah, well, that was like at the Is end. Is this where but, they're announcing um, Metroid coming out? Yeah, you know, they said specifically, hey, we're just talking about Xenoblade Chronicles 3, so I'm thinking there's a pretty strong chance that they're going to uh, show chance. off are, yeah, are, Metroid Are they going to update 4. me on Advance Wars 1 and 2? <laughs> I, I, like, I get why they are in, uninterested in like having that come out in a time where uh real war is happening right but it's also like yo when is that game coming i know out? right <laughs> uh you know, again i i think it's a good call to to say hey maybe it's not the time to release this game um but as this has sort of gone on longer and longer it just makes you wonder like well when is the right time which i think is an, an, an interesting conversation um, uh, f- funny thing too. Uh, maybe we should start off with the Nintendo thing because we're here at this point. Yeah, but go ahead. Like uh, I heard that Nintendo allegedly has its next Fire Emblem game done, and they're just sitting on it right now. Interesting. Uh, I've heard actually a lot of not specifically about that. Um, there've been a lot of people saying like Nintendo has this thing finished and they're just sitting on it. Uh, I- I'm ske- like I'm always skeptical to believe that sort of stuff. With the one exception of, did you hear about this? Like, what was this called? It was like the sequel to One Two Switch. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I, I I briefly heard about this story. <laughs> uh, basically, the idea is like they made a sequel to One Two Switch, which was like it wasn't a pack-in game for the Switch, but it was like one of those games, sort of like Wii Sports, that showed off like here's what the Switch can do. Uh, but it is so bad that they don't know what to do with it, so they just <laughs> haven't like done anything with it. Um, which I I think is saying something for Nintendo because I think they're maybe more willing to release stuff that is like maybe not so finished sometimes. I still think with Nintendo though, it seems like they're much more strategic about filling windows, not filling every day with something like I, I I think they would be the company advanced wars is that perfect example, right? Like there was that one, that one time that someone had it pre-downloaded and they're able to play the full new advanced wars game. Yeah. Um, but they, they've pulled it because it's not the right time which again i don't disagree with that but they're probably just like sitting on some of this stuff being like well it's not like the graphics are gonna get better in a year um and right and yeah rather than having another hole in our programming we'll move this back to that point so i i don't know i mean they basically did that with metroid dread last year it was kind of like we're gonna get this in six months here you go um yeah that's fair and who knows if they were done with it or whatever but it was as close to a shadow drop type of game as you'd want to hear from Nintendo that they come out with this great new game. So maybe perhaps they will um, come out with not just the Fire Emblem stuff, but they have some stuff they're sitting on that we don't know yet. Even though you could say Pokemon is a pretty full game. Splatoon is a pretty full game. Yeah. Like these are some big franchises for Nintendo that are, that are slated to come out, let alone what is rumored to come out still. So I don't know. Um, But do you think, I got a question for you. Do you think that at a, Nintendo Direct that is solely or, or mainly focused on Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Do you think that would be a time for them to announce something big? So, like, the things I'm thinking about that they have 
like I know they mentioned are potentially coming in 2022 are like Bayonetta 3 and Mario Rabbids 2. Uh, I don't remember what the subtitle there is, but um, Sparks of Hope. Sorry. Uh, do you think that is the time to announce? Oh, and these games are also coming because I feel like that might detract from Xenoblade. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. But I, I think I think they're not going to do these. Sh- the only shadow like surprise announcements would be something Xenoblade related. I would assume. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't think they will go and start talking about other games that people are are thinking about because that. They said this is about Xenoblade, and that goes yeah. with the same thing we're complaining about with State of Play is when it's like they're being honest and people keep expecting more. And the second they're being upfront with like this is what we're doing, but they have like a surprise announcement, that's when people are going to start to get mad at them. Yeah. And one hundred percent, it just seems odd to me because I know there's been another Nintendo Direct that's been rumored with like it's like kind of like E three like announcements for a while. I thought it was going to come out at the end of June from what the rumors were saying. Yeah, but you'd, you'd think right. But. Um, but then having this come out, if they're going to do this and then wait another week to have a bigger one, I don't know what they're going to be telling us at this stream that is going to be something that wouldn't be at a bigger event. And it's not like the Xenoblade is—it's coming out at the end of July, correct? Xenoblade, yeah. So like, it—the timing of this just seems odd to me from from a strategic standpoint. Is it you know they could easily have done this in a few weeks in July, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that a potential reason for that is because they bumped it up. Yeah. And so they're saying, okay, like people people who know what Xenoblade is are excited for this game. But maybe people who haven't who didn't have a Wii U or didn't play the original the original two or three, maybe. because um, there's like Xenoblade one, two, and X. Yeah. So like like maybe those people um need to be sold on this a little bit more. So let's get a look at what this game is in the weeks leading up to its launch. And then maybe we can see what people think of it. Like maybe we can get more people on board of the Xenoblade train. I know I, for one, I'm going to play this game when it comes out um, because of your recommendation of the rest of the series. And also like, I'm interested in it. Um, But I know that watching this showcase will do a much better job selling me on it than um, really anything else because it's, it's going to be focused on Xenoblade, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they need another Nintendo direct after this. We know what's coming, right? We know uh, we got Splatoon coming. We got, uh, well, Xenoblade, obviously. Uh, we've got, what's the other one? That's Pokemon. The, the other Pokemon, yeah. Um, which we'll definitely get another Pokemon Direct on and whatever. Uh, so, like, there are things for this year, you know, that are coming. It would be great, sure, to get to have them talk about Bayonetta 3 at some point or Mario and Rabbids and whatever else. Like, that's fine. Oh, yeah, that's coming um, out this year, too, isn't it? It's supposed to be. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know if we need it because I think there's already a pretty strong showing for what Nintendo's bringing to the table for the rest of the year. I mean, this is just maybe me being uh, a negative negative Nancy over here, but in July, um, not because in June we still have Fire Emblem Warriors coming out um, this yeah. this week. Which, by the way, getting an eighty on Metacritic. Yeah, people that's seem to like the button mashing, repetitive. Like, I, I watched the IGN review, and I don't know why they gave it an eight out of ten because they're like, yeah, it gets boring after a while. You're not going to want to play all the combat. Uh, you might want to like play like an hour a day for three months, but that's it. Oh. Like, it was really not like positive, and then it was like eight out of ten. So whatever. Sure. Um, but again, it's more of that game. So th- anyway, this week they have the Fire Emblem's Three Hopes coming out. Monster Hunter Su- Rise Sunbreak expansion is coming out in the following week. 
um they have the the rabbids uh uh party of legend like the rabbit party that's coming out which is not quite an nintendo first party thing no july they have um live alive um oh yeah that's the rpg that's yeah from, like it's an earlier rpg yeah um digimon survive is not just a switch game but that's coming out uh, end of july xenoblade chronicles yeah, that's... 3 is coming out yeah august is barren with two point campus and cult of the lamb um again none of those are like nintendo first parties right um september you have um the uh, splatoon 3 is coming out september 9th they said um october overwatch is coming out but that's not uh, specific to it pokemon is overwatch coming to yeah it's coming out to switch yeah yeah oh interesting okay um the overwatch one is on switch too not the definitive yeah I, I knew version, that but um yeah november it's pokemon scarlet and violet and then december they just have wild frost so i mean you're looking at this august nothing much september splatoon 3 which i guess if they're gonna have one game that month that's a good one but there's still a lot of time and in fact they even moved uh xenoblade out of the end of september which to me says there's something else coming there right so like that's I, fair i really do feel like the end of this year for Nintendo first parties is open for a couple of games. And yeah. not that I think they need to necessarily, but even thinking about how many times have I said on this podcast the past month and a half, I need something on switch. 100%, you know, and uh, it's to the point where, you know, knowing them, I'm like, should I get fucking fire emblem <laughs> three hopes? <laughs> it, seems, it seems like, uh, you didn't like what was the age of calamity, right? The legend of Zelda one. Yeah, no. And I, I played the, the, uh, demo for it and, it didn't have like the thing I liked about Age of Calamity was the Zelda flavor to it. Yeah. This Fire Emblem flavor, it didn't have the same excitement. Like I wasn't like fighting like Zelda villains. I was fighting nameless soldier and captain. And occasionally yeah. you'll fight like the other houses from the Fire Emblem game and stuff. But like I don't know, it just didn't have that. It didn't dr- draw me in after playing the demo the way the Fire the Hyrule Warriors one did. But. No, that's that's um, so I don't that know. makes sense. I'll still probably buy it because again, broken human being over here. But so I don't well, know. Tell, I, me, I, I, tell me how it is. I think I think there's still hope for things that can come out. Whether it's Bayonetta three, Mario Rabbids, when is that specifically coming out? Um, uh, any you know uh, the Advance War game. I think this stuff can start filling things out. But I don't know. I think I think that there is more surprises that could be out there. Um, for Nintendo that a direct could be good. And even if the direct is focused on, uh, Splatoon, Advance Wars, uh, Mario and Rabbids, like that's enough. Yeah. I don't think like, just because there's not like a lot of huge big name first party games. And by that, I mean, people are talking about Zelda and Mario, like Mario, that's not Mario and Rabbids, like, or like Metroid or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I still think that this second half of the year is still looking already pretty strong for the switch assuming that all that comes out but they're pretty good with their release dates uh when they when they have like cemented release dates yeah usually Um, usually there are some obvious exceptions but let's get into the let's get into the thick things what do you think justin let's xbox bethesda let's do it that's a that's a pretty those are pretty okay companies yeah, uh, I like their games. I mean, I, I don't think we need to necessarily go through every single announcement here. Um, no, no, no. That that would be ridiculous. 
<laughs> they, um, they talked about a lot. I do want to yeah. quickly, let's pour one out for Hellblade 2, everyone here. Uh, a yeah, game that I happening. drafted and have been counterpicked for. And guess what? We have not heard a single word about. Yep. Hellblade, Hellblade 2. 2. And I think the thing that really got me was when they were like, this is what's coming out 2022, 2023, the next year, not even a whisper of Hellblade no. 2. So, um, oops. <laughs> I was surprised they didn't even mention it. Cause like, that's one of those that like, we've been uh, thinking about, you know what I mean? And yeah. anticipating, especially cause we saw it at the game awards last year with like a playable, it wasn't a playable demo, but it was like a gameplay a, footage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they didn't even mention it or say like, Hey, this is not happening until late 2023 or whatever. They don't need to, but, uh, it, it is worth pointing out. Yeah. And I think, I think the, the reason they didn't mention it was because it's probably not coming out in the next year. So like, they don't want to like add right. that and maybe it will surprise us, but it definitely doesn't seem at this point, it's going to be a 2022 game. Um, Oh, f- for sure. Not, uh, but, uh, yeah, a little, a little sad, a little sad, a little, little baby over here. Um, uh yeah my fantasy team Let's, had a lot of promise at one point uh it's okay mine didn't and then now it's it's kind of a come behind <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a pick for for come behind <laughs> who knows uh, it's like a mario party when it's like i think this person's gonna win and they're like last place <laughs> yeah, and they give yeah. you a star or something like that 100 percent. uh without without question uh, just to know, like to draw your tears, though, Redfall, we finally got some gameplay for it uh, in a few different s- sort of scenarios. And it really clarified what this game is going to be. It's not one of those Left 4 Dead likes that we've sort of thought it would be. It's it's like a multiplayer arcane game. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't maybe have a lot of those immer- immersive sim elements that like Dishonored and Prey had, uh, at least that were like it wasn't overtly clear in that trailer. I, I think there's still time and I think it's safe to assume that it probably will have stuff like that. Um but this looks pretty cool. Yeah, this this looked like what I was kind of expecting um, Ghostwire Tokyo to be. Um, yeah. Like, it looked creepy. And I know there's some creepy moments in Ghostwire Tokyo, but that's not ultimately the vibe I got from it. No, it's like a horror game that is that like doesn't that want to be scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a horror game that, like, didn't know, like, didn't get the memo as to, like, what horror is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like, this one, you start, like, you start off with that character, like, with their glowing purple fun-looking gun in this, like, creepy space. And I was like, okay, what is this? What's going on here? And then these, like, this this horrifying creature comes out at you. And it's, like, the sound to this, design to this, the just the aesthetics of it, the creepiness of these enemies that seem like they're not... They seem like they're hard to kill without just being bullet spongy kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it totally. really set an interesting vibe, and I was pretty pretty impressed with how interested I was in this game. Yeah, me too. Uh, for a year that has been like way oversaturated with those Left 4 Dead type games, yeah. I was I was happy to see that this is not one of those. And even in the areas that it does seem like it maybe could be like leaning on that a little bit. Um, it is impressive, and the fact that it's doing something different, I think, is is pretty cool. I'm always a fan of the style that they do, um, of like where they have like guns that have like writing on them and stuff. Like yeah. w- one of the ones I had in De- Death Loop, just had like "bang" written on it, like with an exclamation point. I think that's like it's fun. It shows character, yeah. and like I know that's something signature that they do pretty frequently. But like, I don't know. I think I think that's sort of fun. There's so. one thing I heard that scares me away from this, and that's that when you play with people it's only the host's campaign progress that goes forward, which I find... Oh, is that to, true? That I, I was reading some articles today about that. Um, I, I can try to pull one up to, to say, but I just I believe think... believe you. I think that is going to be something that is 
a barrier to playing this game. And whenever they do this in a video game, like they, a lot of the far cry, it's fun to mess around with your friends, but like, unless you're the host, it feels like you're wasting time a lot of the time with your story progression. So I think that might be a misstep. Um, and I don't know, like the reasons being, I'm sure that's not technically easy to do. Um, which is why a lot of games don't have that. But I do feel like this is a game that will be best played with friends. And if that is something that makes you not want to play with friends, because it's like, why does your progress get to carry over? Um, I don't know. That's, that's a potential worries, worrisome thing for me to read about this. But other than that, it looked awesome. And I I think it's worth pointing out too, that they were saying like, um, you know, play it alone or play with friends. Mm-hmm. I hope it's balanced to play alone because, like, I imagine, like, that's probably what I'll be doing. Maybe I'll try it out at some point, um, maybe with you or, yeah. or whoever else. But um, I will be curious to see how well balanced it is to play on your own. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at our uh, comicbook.com article um, by Logan Moore that basically. Hey, s- that's my friend. Oh, okay. That basically says that, uh, you're the host is the only one, the, the single player that carries over, um, in a multiplayer session. Um, but reiterates that the, the directors say, but you can also play the solo. So. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess we'll, we'll see there. Yeah. Uh, like, like how that, works obviously like we know how it'll work but like how that will make it feel as a result yeah so. exactly but it, you can it says your character progress like any weapons you find and levels you gain are all of that are persistent it's just the missions you unlock and such as the host oh so then maybe that's okay it's closer to being okay yeah yeah because if, the if, like, if, yeah. if they go that far why can't i just select that mission but yeah i don't know no clue give me no my clue, trophies but... <laughs> that's true man on a on uh, the uh, xbox yeah i was gonna say it's not gonna happen though. no <laughs> trophies for that well screw um, it then i don't care no redfall this this looks dope and, and finally seeing gameplay like really sold me on this um we also got uh like i'm just like looking at the list here i have much less to say about this we saw hollow knight silk song didn't get a release date but it'll be coming to game pass day one so that means In i might year. play it yeah I mean, you hope. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Like, if they keep that promise, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and you know, more gameplay footage of this. I think this could be good. I- I'll probably dabble with it. Uh, I don't know if it's a spoiler to know who the main character is, but I do definitely remember killing that person a few times <laughs> in the yeah, original. Yeah, I fought game. them as a boss once, yeah, and then yeah. but they like dipped. They, yeah, I, they I don't know if they like died. Killing, yeah. yeah, right in quotes, killing video game killing. Yeah, I mean, uh, just going through this up next for me, something I'm interested in uh, that we've seen before, but I- I'm excited to see again plague tale requiem that looks pretty good oh yeah that that is a uh, baller and i'm happy because i drafted it um but have you played the original plague tale nope i gotta do that yeah it, it's a it's a it's a solid game it's probably like an eight to ten hour game um it's on okay. game pass i believe so you can get through it but um it's a good game i just don't recommend you playing it immediately after last of us part two okay so then i actually probably because like what's going to happen is for sure i'm going to finish last of us part one yeah and then immediately boot up Last of Us Part Two, and then go into Plague Tale. <laughs> so I might have to actually like make sure I do not play that in September. So, uh, but you said eight to ten hours. That's not too bad. Yeah, no, it's a quick. It's a it's a quick enough game. Yeah, linear enough. Sure, sure. Uh, up next, I mean, it, like just chopping through because I I don't have much to say about that other than like it looked good. Um, and it's interesting, you know, you you compare a lot of people like to compare Xbox and PlayStation, right? Especially with their, with their first party games. Uh, this isn't bad. Like, like I don't. This isn't a criticism necessarily of Sony's games, but they are all extraordinarily similar. Third-person action games, 
um, that are character driven and like cinematic in a way that like you know like scenes are cutscenes are directed and and they think a lot about like camera movement and uh, like the performances and stuff. Uh, and that's not bad, but it is a different flavor from what Xbox is doing with its first party games. And I think Plague Tale Requiem looks the closest like what like a Sony first party game would be on Xbox. Um, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, uh, the Xbox doesn't. Does it, Xbox own this? Bethesda own this? I thought they did. Do they not? Uh, no, I don't. They, don't. May, they mean, definitely don't. Would, uh, play is this Asobo? Tale Requiem. Only on Xbox. I might be totally wrong. Uh, yeah, it launches for everything. Um, allegedly for Switch too, via cloud gaming. Yeah, uh, probably not though, huh? <laughs> 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 um. Okay, I'm looking at Asobo. I do not think it is owned by Asobo. But I think this is still is some the of the, of the studio. But I mean, but this is still like some like significant footage of the game that was shown like as a partnership. But the fact that it is on Game Pass, I think, is an important thing too. Because where am I going to be playing this game? I mean, that's the thing. It means I'm going to be playing it on Game Pass. A Switch Cloud version is the right answer. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. I, I meant Switch Cloud <laughs> yeah. Gaming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but then I think I played Tale Innocence is on Game Pass as well. So, yeah, yep. I also I have the PS5 version of that though. I think it was free for one of the PS. Yeah, it was free a couple. Things. Yeah, yeah, good game. Um, yeah, moving on. Uh, I want to talk about Overwatch Two for a second, man. Yes, it's so crazy. I was so like I loved Overwatch. It was like one of my favorite games of all time, and like. Aside from the the stuff going on with Blizzard Activision, like Activision Blizzard, that is like makes me not want to play their games. Like they have really done a great job at, at making me not want to play Overwatch Two. <laughs> Why? What do What do they do other than the legal issues? Uh, it's just the fact that like Overwatch Two for me had to be a game that was more than just like Overwatch One Point Five update. Uh, and like everything, like based on the, the beta that they ran uh, and everything that we've seen of it so far, it just looks like it's more Overwatch. But instead of six characters, it's five. Um, and then the characters that they're throwing in, like, don't maybe look super interesting. Um, I mean, the maps are the same. They were just like a different time, which is like. That's some like year one update shit. That's not like your 2.0 new video game, you know? Um, it's just, it's extraordinarily disappointing in that regard. Uh, and the fact that, you know, they were talking a big game about the PVE mode, which is like the big selling point for Overwatch 2, and it's not coming for who knows when. Because Overwatch 2 is launching, like, you're going to be able to play the free multiplayer in October, but then after that, like, no word on when the PVE stuff is coming. And, and uh, I thought they also, like, handled... The way, like, okay, so what you can do, do you know what roll queue is? That's that's when you, like, can, you, if you want to play a tank, you get into a queue to, like, right? Yeah, yeah, because they wanted to, like, they they said, hey, we have a problem where, like, people only want to play the DPS characters. No one wants to play healers. Uh, and so what they would do is, like, if you want to play a DPS character, 
you'll have to wait for five minutes. But if you want to play a healer, you'll wait for 30 seconds. Uh, so that was just a, a good way to get like Bounce. better team composition. Yeah. Uh, but it just is not fun uh, because no one wants to play those characters because they're a little bit less aggressive. You know, uh, it does mean that there's like a role for everyone, but it also means that like no one wants to p- wait five to ten minutes to play a game of Overwatch to play one round. Like back in the day, like when that game started, you you would like start the game and you'd be in a match in forty five seconds. Like yeah. that's how you want to play it. Um, so I don't know. Like like it, I I think Overwatch Two has the role queue at least the the. Te- open te- beta testing that they, they did had it so like yeah i don't know so i think the things that make me excited about it are the new character every i forget what six six weeks or the, there was a time they put on it uh yeah i didn't frequent new that, characters but, added yeah. and it being free to play i think those things are good for overwatch uh, and even though it's like similar to the first thing i think free to play just makes it more accessible to people it makes it you know the people who play you know Fortnite. not that necessarily they they play it because it's free but i'm sure that's that's the beginning you know that's how they get the first taste it's free it's accessible everywhere and if it is launched on all these things at once that's just gonna make more people want to play it get new eyes on it um and i would hope that that along with keeping things fresh and updated with new characters and stuff will make it um, something that people like, and maybe it'll give it that breath of fresh air that people need um, when they put the PvP, uh, PVE stuff in it. Um, but we've also seen that happen with Halo when it doesn't get updated frequently enough that it kills it, and then people don't want to, um, aren't excited when new stuff comes in uh, for it. But I don't know. Uh, I, 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 it's cool that they, they, they was here. Um, I don't still think it's something I'm going to play frequently. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably dip in once it launches. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm I feel shitty, but I feel the saddest for you, games, knowing how but... much of a Overwatch One fan you are, and the fact that you're not excited by it. I'm like, that is, I think, worrisome. But mostly because you're not interested in it makes me sorry for the fact that you're not. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like, I, I don't know. I wasn't, like, a huge part of the Overwatch community, necessarily. Um, but, like, my general read on it is that a lot of people who, lo- like, were big in Overwatch back in the day are, like, also not super hot on this. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm scrolling through this list here. The next thing that caught my eye is Flintlock, The Siege of Dawn. This was, um, this was like, a lady. She had, like, a pickaxe mm. or something and a dog kind of wolf thing. Yeah. Uh, it was like a third-person action game um, that looked sort of like not like pirate themed, but like piratey. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't have much to say about it other than it looks like a lot of fun, and the fact that it's going to be um, on Game Pass Day One means that I'm going to play it. Uh, thing that stood out to me was the Forza Horizon Five Hot Wheels thing. Um, not, oh yeah, that's great. Not so much that I'm a huge Forza Horizon Five fan, but like I feel like that's something. That's a mode that would get me in there to play a little bit more. The the less realistic, realistic Hot Wheels cars driving um, in these like beautiful environments with ray tracing. I think that that might be a way to get me in. Um, yeah, that was kind of cool, but not that I was shocked by that. Um, like you would figure they'd come out with something like that eventually because they had that in the Forza Horizon 4, right? Yeah. So the, the Hot Wheels stuff. It's back. It, it wasn't it wasn't like this though. It was just like Hot Wheels cars. Oh, okay. So what it didn't have the fun little loopy tracks and stuff like that, but No. 
you know? as soon as as soon as you saw this though like because before they like announced this is forza horizon 5 hot wheels it, I, I did think it looked like oh this is like cute and fun yeah yeah um so what else is what else happened I, here? Uh, like, yeah, Diablo, uh the other diablo 4 getting that trailer out there um i know you've been have you fallen off on the mobile game yeah i stopped playing it just because like I was no longer required to do it for work. And like, I, I thought it was, I thought it was fine, but like, it was like not my thing. And then like, I kept hearing about like, Oh, when you hit level 30, that's when like the pay to win progression stuff really kicks up. And I was like, I'm like level 27. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm not even gonna bother. Uh, so with, with that in mind, I'm more excited about this than playing the free mobile version, because again, this is a, this is a fun thing to play next to someone. Hopefully they'll have couch co-op on it. Um, but it's a it's a fun game just to mess around with. So I, I'll be excited for this. That was cool to see. And it's coming out next year, which is also cool. Yeah. Is that coming to Game Pass? I don't believe so. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't seem like it was. Yeah, I don't think they announced that. But yeah, I'll, which I'll, means, I'll, though, like I won't be t- like I probably won't be touching it. Yeah. OK. Well. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. It depends. Yeah. Depends. Yeah. I mean, I, Time if, will tell. If, if it didn't, if it does, if that loop didn't get you in the mobile version i don't know if it's going to get you in the paid version that's true that's very fair although it did look i mean like a lot more complicated not complicated maybe uh in like deeper it looked deeper than than the mobile version um so i don't know who's to say i also i liked as dust falls i've got that pre-downloaded on my xbox that's the like rotoscoped like still image looking kind of game yeah it's hard to ex- describe it's exactly, like a story-based but... game uh mm-hmm. when your choices matter but it's done in a cool art style i've seen some things from it but the more i see from it and the more i'm interested in it and it's on game pass so why wouldn't you friends yeah i mean it, it looks like fun um and again it's on game pass and the i don't know if you the last time you turned your xbox on but you'll probably get a notification that's like hey here's what got announced and here's what's coming soon to game pass which is always just like a great way to get at least me personally on board um, with with trying out new stuff. The last time I turned my Xbox on, it was March of 2020. (laughs) Is that true? No. (laughs) Um, It's used to play The Sims at least once a week. So (laughs) that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, (laughs) I've been playing my Xbox a a decent amount. Uh, What I turned it on the other day for something. Oh, uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, because it's not on Game Pass. Oh man, there's. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that that like looked interesting. That like I'll try because it's coming to Game Pass. But uh, the biggest thing here, are you gonna say it? No, you can say it. I think because I'm not happy about this news. Justin, you should be ecstatic about this news. Persona Mm. three portable, Mm. four golden. Five royal, mm. or as Phil Spencer likes to say, five royal. royale. Yeah. Um, I, Phil Spencer, there's a lot of games. Uh, I imagine you're a busy man, don't have time to play the Persona series. It's okay. We forgive you. We, Phil Spencer, welcome on the show anytime. Hey, yeah, say like I would that. love to have some conversations with you about business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause we're such fucking boring nerds, aren't we? I know. That, like, like, <laughs> that watching thing. all this stuff. Like, like, I love to see game announcements, but I'm also like sitting here like, how is this affecting the state of the industry? I mean, Which is like, I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're such dipshit nerds. Um, <laughs> just like wanted to talk about that, whatever. Uh, again, Phil Spencer, welcome anytime. We'll talk about Persona 5 Royale with you. Um, 
they're coming to game pass man holy shit i was on my feet for this oh and i think right before this was when they was this right before this or was this after oh no after the hideo kojima thing we'll talk about it in a sec um damn what a, yeah, big what a fucking whoop people when am i gonna get the one announcement that i truly care about the announcement that's gonna change the world when persona 5 royal royale comes out for the switch when am i gonna get that announcement justin Peter? don't you see don't you see this is exciting for someone like you because it means that it probably is gonna be coming soon that's what they said when joker was in smash where am i now where am i now peter but Joker and Smash did not signify the end of an exclusivity deal. I don't know if if they've said Persona 6 is in the works. They said there's a lot of pressure to make it good, which I would fucking understand. Uh, like, I, I love Persona 5. I would not blame Alice if they just said we're done because we did as good as we can do. <laughs> right. But like, like, seriously, that's like I, I wouldn't blame them at all if they're just like, OK, we're moving on. to other yeah, stuff. That's the Half-Life 2 theory, right? Yeah, right. Um. But like, dude, th this to me signifies. Uh, so I think I think Persona Six is still probably going to be exclusively on the PlayStation, just based on like how they've done operated in the past. But I, I think this signifies we are going to be getting PlayStation, uh, uh, P uh, Persona Five Royal, Gold, Four Golden, and Three Portable on the Switch when they launch on Xbox. If they. I hope so. I hope so. I, I mean, like, I'm glad that's you're just, positive me, about that. Like. I'm glad you, you yeah. see you see that as being a potential future. I'm only here as a hurt, sad, It'll happen, desperate man. Switch fan who just wants to be able to play Royal on the Switch. You know what they're gonna do? Uh, uh, you know what the shit they're gonna that? do? They're just gonna release Persona Five on the Switch. <laughs> That's what they're going to do to me. They're literally going to do that to me. I'm waiting no for that moment. I'm going to riot. Here's, I'm going to snap well, my switch in half. Persona 5 is is an excellent game. The Royal Editions I thought were good, but I think the the base game is still quite quite excellent. Um here's the thing, man. Uh it can run it. Like Persona 5 launched on the PS3, right? Which while I think it might be comparable hardware to the Switch, like it can definitely run it. Like, it's not an issue. Um, and then Persona 4 Golden, like, it's made with, like, Playmobil toys, it looks like. And then <laughs> uh, Persona 3 is also is PS2 games. So, like, not a problem. Uh, this is big news, man. And then and then they're also coming. So we're getting a PS5 native version of Persona 5 Royal, uh, which is cool because, like, I played Royal on the PS5, and, like, the loading was already pretty fast with, with just, you know making use of better hardware. So the fact that it'll be optimized specifically for that, I think will be cool. Uh, updating that frame rate will be awesome. And uh, I'm curious with that update, do I just turn my thing on, get this whole nother platinum trophy right there? Uh, is it a paid update? Probably knowing. Uh, knowing PlayStation, yeah. probably, but, but it, that's worth the $10 though. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Cause it was like, that was a trophy I fucking earned. Yeah. Like I, I put the time in it. Yeah. To get that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. But then, um, um, then you're getting uh, PS3, uh, PS4, and Xbox One versions of of Golden and and uh, Persona Three Portable. But I'm really excited. I've had Persona Four Golden on my computer desktop for a year, and I just haven't touched it because I dislike playing video games on my computer because I work at my computer. Uh, so this will be fun. Um, I might play this on Xbox for free. I might play it on PlayStation to have a physical copy if they run physical copies for the consoles so who knows but i'm really extraordinarily excited about this because i want to play per persona 3 as well like 
uh, Golden, sure, I'll take like that sounds great. But the fact that also I can play the third one, it, it seems like a lot of fun too. I'll play it on Switch. <laughs> It'll happen, man. I promise. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then also they they announced Hideo, Hideo Kojima uh, Kojima Productions is going to be making a game for Xbox. Um, what that game is, to, what it'll look like, how long it is, what it's going to be, who's to yeah, say? Yeah, it was a weird announcement because it was just like, we're making a game, no trailer or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. It, like, that's fine, man. Take your time, Kojima. I like you. Here's why I didn't like this. Everything else was concrete and was coming out in the next year. Yeah, and the fact that we didn't see anything And the with fact this. that we didn't see it, and nor is it in the next year, it just kind of takes away from that that marketing hype. Um, I don't know. I just I, I found this to be weird with what Microsoft was doing um, with this particular conference. Not that I'm, like, upset that they're getting a, a Hideo Kojima game. I think this is great for Hideo Kojima to be, like, wanted by other companies and, they're, you know, them having yeah. uh, more people play their games. But, like, it just was odd... And if they did that, why didn't we get more? What else is out there? By him, you mean? No, by, like, what else does Microsoft have on, on the horizon? Oh. Why was this yeah. the one that they're teasing? Um, but I think it came hand in hand to show, like, that they are supporting, that they're having a lot more Japanese support on their consoles. True, true. You know, because uh, you have Persona and then also Kojima production stuff. Um, and then, I mean, like that's been their push over the past few years, uh, over the past year or so with like Scarlet Nexus launched a day one on Game Pass, I think. Maybe it didn't. Uh, uh, eventually it launched on Game Pass. Yeah, I don't think it was day one, but it is it was on, was slash is on there. Yeah, but the fact that it came to Xbox at all seemed like a, a push to get more of those JRPGs on the system. Because, um, you know, I mean, I mean, like Sony just has an upper hand because it is a Japanese company. Correct. Um, so so like those deals seem to, to be a little bit. um more straightforward and then also like you know like final fantasy stuff rarely launches on xbox i mean 15 did but that was seemed like an outlier especially when like games like i mean i think final fantasy 4 no 14 is just on playstation and pc um but then like we uh, uh, uh seven remake still isn't on xbox uh and, and we'll talk about it later but it, i mean that's gonna be on, that's on pc now um but yeah, I, I agree, though. It was a little odd that he didn't, like, say anything about what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, even, even a little bit more of the, the thing, cloud, because I, I just I just feel like the way games industries are go the games industry is going is that they're not going to be announcing these things way, way down the road. Um, but yeah, who knows? Yep. So we'll see. Um, Starfield. We saw Starfield. And I said this. So I, I did an episode with uh, our friends at Button Mashing 101. I said this there and I'll say this again. If this game was slotted to be coming out in 2022, like it initially was was revealed to be, and we saw this footage, I would have been a little worried. This game looks like it is in development, which is it, which it is, but it does not look like it would be ready to go in six months. So the fact that the 2023 release date makes me feel a little bit better, but I there was a lot of stuff in this that I was like, oh, this looks like it's stuck in like 2013 with like Skyrim design and fallout design. Uh, I mean, I think the funniest thing I saw was IGN put like a super reel together of this next to no man's sky footage. Okay. <laughs> and like, it was like everything you could do in no man's sky. You can do in Starfield. Like it, like a weird it, it. 
I, I know the games are going to be different, obviously, and I know they're not like comparison, but like, I, I, I see what you're saying about how you're glad it's not coming out this year, but this feels like this is not going to be solved in a year. Like this feels like it's going to be a problem because well, of its if, core design. Is it feels dated. like a design problem, yeah. right? Yeah, about yeah. like, well, well, let's just take our Bethesda format and put it in space. And it's like, okay, right. But like, what about the Bethesda format doesn't work anymore or feels dated or whatever? I will say it is nice to see a game using that format because yeah. it feels like an outdated format. But it feels like it also just hasn't grown at all with video games over the past, I mean, since Skyrim came out, right? Yeah. Um, cause Skyrim really like solidified, like this is a good example of how a, a Western, uh, RPG is going to be played. Um, and even like, you know, we shit on, uh, cyberpunk a lot, but at the end of the day, I think it does take a lot of those like Skyrim mechanics as a Western RPG. And like, it does iterate on them in a way that I thought was at least like, it showed that the genre had grown a little bit, whereas yeah. this looks, uh, a little, I mean, again, it's not done. But it looks like maybe it is uh, flawed inherently. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think I have more fondness for like the Fallout games and even like the older Elder Scrolls. Than I think you do. Oh no, I love. Uh, I don't really love Fallout, but I love the Elder Scrolls. Okay, because I think this gives me a lot of Fallout vibes to it. Yes, which but, is like, obviously, the problem for yeah. me. Um, so like, I'm still excited for this. Like, I think it'll be, I will play it. I will like this. Yeah, of course. Um, it just doesn't look like a next step fully realized no. world. And when they say stuff like there's a thousand explorable planets that are made by hand, like that size doesn't necessarily bring me confidence that the game is going to be filled with stuff and it's going to be a fun place. It's going to be like the beginning of mass effect one when you're on all these planets that you can explore and it's just like a color, like ground with some environmental effects and nothing in it with the same enemies. Like that's what I'm feeling. This is going to turn into. I mean, okay. He said a thousand planets and just like my alarms were just going off because it's either a lie that will be easily disproven because he showed off like, okay, the cool part about going to the planet that they went on, he's like, you know, we're going to go to the big city, but you can land anywhere on this planet and there's stuff to do. Right. So that will either be the a thousand planets handcrafted that you can visit. That's either a lie that will be proven instantly when people start the game or it will be true, but it'll suck because <laughs> like a thousand planets, this, this goes a little bit back to, and we've talked about this a little bit, like my problem with something like fallout four, which was like, you can do whatever you want, go in any direction you want, do whatever you want. And I'm kind of like, but you're the game. Like I, like, I don't know, like, I could decide to go do a bunch of stuff in Fallout 4, but I don't know if that's the part of the game that you really want me to be playing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think... So, yeah. I think with this, like, particular, like, game and the way it's kind of set up like that, I think when I'm looking at that, I keep thinking I wish this were Outer Worlds. Yeah. And I liked how Outer Worlds had a lot of like funny, quippy humor in it. Mm -hmm. I like how you had these planets and places to explore, but you were limited in the scope of like where you could go with them. It was much more catered of an environment. Like, I think that was such a positive of that, how it was such a, a streamlined open world game. Well, like to your point, like every single one of those places felt unique. Yeah. 
but it wasn't so big that it was overwhelming because you right. were like, oh, okay, here's the city that is like this, or oh, here's the world that right. is, you know, like kind of a Western place. Like, like, yeah, I, I agree with you. So, is this going to be better than than Outer World? I don't think so. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe like, the gunplay will be be a little bit snappier because I thought the gunplay looked fun. It looked okay, but it also looked like it was. Uh, it looked a little rough to me. Um, so I don't know. I. It'll be. I'll play it. Is what I will say. And I, I will. I, I'm gonna, for I'll, it. Here's a, here's a fun thing. Here's a controversial take. I'll like oh. this more than Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I, I that seems and and right I, for you. Right for like that's a me preference thing. But like in terms of like a quality game, Elden Ring is the more quality experience i think for more people but um i mean who, but who knows this also could be like it might look weird here but there are plenty of games that like have looked rough before they came out and turns out it's like oh this is dope um but as someone who is extraordinarily excited for starfield this maybe made me a little worried which is maybe the opposite of effect that they like, wanted this probably wouldn't be your first draft next year would it like if you were doing a no, draft i'm like gonna probably more. yeah yeah this because this is a gamble, right? Because if it's just more Fallout Four, more Skyrim, uh, I don't think people are gonna like that. But if it's able to pull all this ambition off, then yeah, I think people it's gonna be kind of hot. And what a mic drop ending to their conference. <laughs> they should they should have switched this with Redfall. Yeah, maybe. Um, or because Redfall was the kind of thing where it was like, yo, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or the persona thing and just ended it there. I mean, that would have been yeah. a, a more hype moment, I think, but yeah, who knows? But, um, we're gonna go a little long today. Cause it, Justin, we haven't talked in so long. There's, There's so, so many, many things that happened. There. Yeah. Uh, let's just real quick talk about the Tribeca games fest. This, uh, highlighted a more indie games. Um, depending on what your definition is. I mean, like Plague Tale Requiem is on there, which I think you could call an indie game, but also like, I don't know. Um, but other than that, uh, we, we had a few things here. To me, the, the, a few things that look interesting to me. The big one for me is uh, As Dusk Falls, which we talked about briefly. That's the more story-driven, choice-based, uh, a smaller kind of artsy game. Um, that It's out in July, I think, in the first week of July, which is coming up here. Um, that, so that stuck out to me, as well as Immortality, which is the follow-up to her story. Is uh, it, which I don't know it's if you not played. a direct sequel, though, is it? No, no, no. It's just the next game by that studio. Um, uh, or by that one guy. So uh, the the way the way this uh, specific conference was set up, they had it like set up with a lot more like talking to the developers about like their in- inspirations for the game. They showed gameplay, but it was a lot more of the developers talking about the stuff, which I kind of like the deep dives, and I think it fit mm-hmm. it fit in this. It wouldn't have fit on like the Xbox Bethesda main stage, but it fit here. Um, and with the immortality thing, I was confused because they were talking about it like this was a real person. (laughs) Um, Because basically it's like there's a a movie star who's been in three movies, different genres or whatever, and then she basically goes missing. And you're supposed to like watch those movies to find clues as to what happened to her. That's such a good idea. But they kept talking about like, so there's this actress and we got all this information about her uh, uh, sent to us. And then we were like going over the footage and finding all this (laughs) stuff. And we found this to make a great game. And I was like, oh, really? And I typed it in and it's like, no, it's fictional. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Everything else was much more grounded and he had to make it like that. But I still think that's kind of cool, like just to be watching these full motion video uh, archive things of the movies, of interviews, of all this other stuff to try to find out some kind of uh, puzzle um uh it could be pretty pretty fun and interesting to play 
Um, I'm I, I I myself was uh, drawn to that game after watching this. I mean, you know, that's my shit, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Like detective stuff about like looking for clues and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, th- I mean, this is just like yeah, you do that. You go around your neighborhood with a with a glass. You try to be the next Nancy Drew out there, right? Uh, call me Encyclopedia Brown uh, because I'm out here solving all the neighborhood bullies problems. And oh, you're helping the bullies. Well, no, the po- problem is with the bullies, man. Oh, they stole my t- they it. stole my tent. They were like, "No, we've had this tent here all week." And I was like, I touched the ground, and I was like, "You're lying." And here's how I know: the ground underneath the tent is wet, which means that you put it here after it rained last night. You stole my tent. Give it back to me, bullies. That's an Encyclopedia Brown. And then one ending. of the bullies starts crying and says, "No, I just have incontinent bladder." Yeah, and then I'm like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> it's, it's like I was biting my fingernails when I was in here. Ah! Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, Justin. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, other than that, like, um, you know, Plague Tale Requiem, I'm excited for, but uh, nothing else here really scratched. You weren't you weren't drawn itches. in by thirsty suitors, dude. Uh, is that the, is that, that's not the skateboarding one, The skateboarding, one, skateboarding cooking oh, RPG yeah, okay. game, my friend, like that. Yeah, okay, we talked about this before, yes. Yeah, I mean, you can't get much better than that kind of thing, and, and watching the deep dive, and I, I just, I was more interested when they were explaining some of the mechanics a little bit more, and just how the game went, um, like, I still don't quite know what the game is, but it looks like it's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, you know, you are correct. I will, I will probably try that out. That does seem like fun. I forgot that that was the skateboarding one. I couldn't remember if that was the that one or there is a um, what is it? There's a my mind just totally went blank. There's a there's a dating sim that's like oh uh, something university like Kiss University, Kiss You yes. or something. Kiss um, You, okay. That's yes, funny. Yeah, that's it's, funny. Yes, yeah, um, Venmo but, is also kind of cool. Um, how it's basically another cooking game. Uh, and the, what they were saying is how it's boring when you do a cooking game and like you have a mini game to cut onions. So they wanted to create a puzzle cooking game when it was like you trying to, you have a a recipe book that was incomplete and you basically had to try to make the right recipe using the kind of stuff. So it's more of like finding out the right way to cook things based on the few directions you get rather than it just being like you going through the motions to complete a recipe. So I don't know. It was an interesting take on a cooking type of game. Not saying that I'm going to play it, but I was at least intrigued by what they were talking about. And that's why I really like when they do some of these games, like some of these more indie games with quotes or whatever. They kind of talk about the mechanics about them a little bit more because it gets you more interested in what they are rather than just seeing a sizzle reel of stuff that you're like, well, and because. Eh. A sizzle reel trailer like isn't gonna sell you on like what that game experience is. Right, right, right. Because you're just gonna go like, okay, it's like a cooking game, I guess. Yeah. Right. As opposed to being like, oh, okay, like I understand what this is about and like what the game actually is. Same with right. Same with immortality or or whatever else. But Uh, anything else on here that that really looked great to you? Um, no. I I, the seeing more of the as dust falls, I think is gonna be interesting. And I think the more I see of that game, that's one of those that uh, I'm glad it's coming to Game Pass because that will probably be a day one play for me. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've got it uh, pre-downloaded. Um, Justin, let's talk about Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary, the stream. <laughs> did you watch it? You did, right? I did. I did. You know, it's interesting. Like, you've played all of Final Fantasy VII, right, on the Switch? I played, yeah, I played the original, yes, 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 yes. So, like, I get it's good, 
Like, I played the remake, or most of the remake, and I was like, yeah, this is good. I like this. What do you think about it is so, like, captivating that has made so many people, like, just so in love with this thing? Because, again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, like, I think the level of excitement, specifically for Final Fantasy VII, of all games in the series, is a, a little, like, it makes me scratch my head a little. Because I look at the game, and I say, like, yeah, this is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's, like, leagues above something like Final Fantasy X, which I love. Um, but there, like, there's just not the same like love for everything else in the series. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I think to me, I think that's an easy answer. It's because Final Fantasy VII was the first jump in Final Fantasy games. Um, sure, okay. Final Fantasy, like, I, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on Final Fantasy one through six. Obviously, we mm-hmm. know Final Fantasy four, five, and six didn't those come out as Final Fantasy one, two, and three? And there's some weird numbering conventions. Yeah, there's them. a weird discrepancy. But, um, yeah. The it was such a big jump in such a like a new direction for Final Fantasy games with seven. Plus, you add a kind of interesting and competent story on top of that. Um, you add f- extremely memorable moments with you know character deaths and and plot twists and all this kind of stuff. That when that came out, when did Final Fantasy seven come out? Jeez, that's a that's twenty five years ago. Tw- so nineteen ninety seven. The logic on that uh, hurts me that I'm an idiot. But Boom. yeah, so when it came out in ninety seven, like. That was such uh, a advanced game for the time for it to come out. And I think because of that, Final Fantasy is often talked about more than the rest. And I think you talk to a lot of true Final Fantasies fans. They, they a lot of them like eight better, a lot of them like sure. ten. You know, people have their favorite Final Fantasy games, but this being the true turning point of to making Final Fantasy um, into the the quote and quote modern era, I think is why it gets that kind of love. Um, okay. And it was really an epic type of story. And mm-hmm. what you've experienced so far playing through the remake, you only have like a part of where that story goes and a part of like everything that, that happens in the story. Um, and I just think like because of that, it was such a memorable game. Um, did you see this Final Fantasy VII anniversary stream? And were you like rolling your eyes at it or like? I wasn't rolling my eyes at it. It's just, uh, I was maybe a little confused by the reaction. Like people were really just so excited and like, that's not bad. I'm excited for people to get more of the games that they love and stuff like that. Um, because like, obviously I understand excitement for, and we'll talk about it in a minute here, but like part two of the final fantasy seven remake, like I get why that's like super exciting because you know, it is a modern, it's like a sequel to a big game, Yeah, you know, whereas like remakes of, um, Crisis Core. I don't even know what that is. Like, I, I know that that is like a spinoff. Um, but the fact that there's like all of these spinoffs specifically surrounding Final Fantasy VII, and the fact that people are just so excited for it, um, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's a good game. It's just I was always curious about why that is over all the other Final Fantasy games. I think I think what they've done better with Final Fantasy VII than other ones is they keep coming back to it to round out the lore more. In yeah, it. okay. For example, Crisis Core is a prequel to Final Fantasy VII. Um, uh, I don't know how far you've gotten the remake, but there's this basically mistaken identity kind of deal going on, and basically, I don't. I mean, I don't want to get too much into into the spoilery thing, but basically, this game sets up all those flashbacks that you have as Cloud. It sets up who like the 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 soldier characters are. Remember, in Sephiroth was a good guy at one point, right? 
Yeah, okay. Like it sets it starts setting that part of the story up. When Sephiroth is like a friend rather than an enemy, and you kind of see him go on that journey. Mm-hmm. Um the main character is um I think Zack, um, who's uh beloved in Final Fantasy because a lot of people hate Cloud because he's a whiny whiny little baby boy. Um, but like Zack is like the cooler version of Cloud. Um for for many reasons and people like his character a lot more but it also plays directly into not only the original final fantasy 7 but specifically into some of the cool uh directions that they're going with in final fantasy 7 remake so gotcha again I, I if you're not quite excited for this i i don't blame you for it because if you don't know what crisis core is i don't think it's going to suddenly change but i do feel like this story is going to play very well as a gap between Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy VII uh, Reimagine. Birth. <laughs> Rebirth, Rebirth, sorry. Whatever, dumb, stupid name. When is that coming out, Crisis Core, the remake? Um, is that this year? N- no, it's coming out this winter. So it could be yeah, this, this year, it could be next year. And then oh, Final okay, Fantasy VII uh, Part Two is coming out the following winter. Next winter. So it could yeah, be okay. 2023, 2024. Um, gotcha. And also Crisis Core had a, lo- a combat system that was a little bit more reminiscent, not quite... Uh, of what the remake was, but a lot more of that live action combat rather than it being turn based. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are shades of the remake in Crisis Core, and people like Crisis Core because it, it was unique at the time. Um, so I'm cool. I'm cool with this because I don't think I'd ever go back and play Crisis Core unless they did this. Okay, gotcha. Like that sells me on it a little bit more because I, like I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Oh no. And yeah, I didn't yeah. know like it, with all of this stuff. Right. They're talking about. Um, you know, we got Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, and we're talking about Final <laughs> yeah, Fantasy yeah. First Soldier Season 3. Like, I don't know what, like, to care about necessarily as someone who's just sort of outside this specific Final Fantasy game. Um, so, like, yeah, like, that does make me seem interested in playing that remake of Crisis Core to, like, better understand Final Fantasy VII Remake. Because, like, again, I, I did like it. I just stopped playing it. I don't know why. Like, something came up, and I, I stopped playing it, and was like, I'll get back to this. It's probably hard to get back to, to be honest. Um I'll probably have to replay it from the beginning, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you would, this would have hit probably, I don't know how, how geeky you would have been after you finished Remake, um, but with where that story ends, I think you would have cared a little bit more about Crisis Core. Okay. Um, just for, you know, characters and things like that. It, it would make a little bit more sense to you, I think, in a way that's okay. cool that w- will round out the story. Um but uh, we'll see. If it is simply a remaster, which it looks like it is, like a significant remaster, obviously, it looks mm-hmm. the graphics look awesome. Um, you're gonna get a lot. It's you're basically only playing as the one character, um, and it is more of an actiony based game. Um, but I, I I think this will be a good bridge between those two. Okay. Okay. And then of course we got. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is like part two to remake. And then there's going to be a third game in this series, and that it's a trilogy of games. Yeah. Um, so it, it does confirm that, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, like, that trilogy seems to not be following the exact story of Final Fantasy VII based on the fact that Remake was, like, the first, like, six of it, right? Uh, it will, uh, no, it's not following it directly. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so like, the fact that Rebirth, it, like, it wasn't like remaking moments from that first game, right? Uh, it was so the rebirth or rebirth. I to be I couldn't tell you necessarily okay. like what the specific okay. part is, but like the way Final Fantasy uh, remake ends, 
there is a divergent there is a there alternate path in the force so to speak um okay. where the events of the original could happen and the new one could happen and there could be like okay. different it's it's interesting if you're a huge fan yeah like okay yeah I'm excited. So it could, you'll probably go through a lot of the same locations, but there's definitely new information that the player is going to go through that. I think even for fans of Final Fantasy VII, the original, they're not going to know where the, the next two games are going. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be this trilogy. Uh, and then we everyone's sort of imagine like trying to guess like what it's going to be re, like what the subtitle will be because Rebirth, Remake, um, like... Replay. Revenge, replay. Oh, All revenge right. is good. Re, re, redux. That's Ooh. like a common one, but yeah. that feels like a cop out. Um, yeah. So, so there you go. Retribution. So, retribution. Revengeance. Repeat. Requiem. Ooh, that's a, that's a disturbing movie. That's actually, yeah, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, so there you go. That was that was the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary stream. Uh, yeah, I'll probably play both of those then. Uh, but who knows? They were like they were showing off all the new figures, and I was like, man, if I really like Final Fantasy VII and had two hundred dollars to spend, I'd probably buy one of these. But but man, wouldn't this have been a, a really good final announcement of the of the uh, PlayStation? Um, what do they call those? State of Play when it's like, and one more thing, and then you get you get the little information about final fantasy 7 crisis core and rebit re uh birth that is remake cool. oh yeah whatever it is part two yeah uh yeah probably but i also understand why square enix would want to do this on their own especially in celebration of yeah the and they're probably waiting for the for the purchase of them to go through i would assume yeah, well <laughs> i mean it's not it's not an unfair <laughs> prediction uh yeah so there you go was there anything else that, that you saw that you want to talk about from this summer game fest sort of thing um, I mean, uh, no, I, I, I think they're, you know, the, the, some good, good, good game announcements. Um, and I think people's expectations were the biggest, uh, issue with the, this round of video games, I would say. Yep. Um, I agree there. I mean, there was nothing here that made me like crap my pants, like God of War is you can get it now. Ragnarok, like that kind of thing. But like. I was pretty excited about Persona to be like, I was like kind of on my feet for it. Yeah. I, like, cause it also sort of leaked beforehand or there were rumors about it beforehand, like an hour before, yeah. um, which I think I tweeted about on, on the hitbox account at hitbox pod on Twitter. Always be plugging. Um, and, and like that, I thought that was pretty exciting, but I, I do know what you mean. Like there just wasn't much that was like a brand new announcement, maybe outside of final fantasy seven rebirth. But I'm also thankful I wasn't forced to watch 30,000 conferences this year for E3. Yeah, yeah. that was rough. Yeah, that, that was kind of a nightmare. Why, yeah. why do we do that? Uh, because we were told we to. didn't know what would be good, but I think everyone Could've... was in the same boat, even like people in the exactly, industry yeah. who like have been doing E3s forever. They didn't know what, and there was just so much. I would prefer yeah. a 15 minute stream like the Final Fantasy thing randomly announced on a Tuesday or whatever rather than it being something that is like a huge overbloated scheduled thing from Square yes, Enix. I agree. Or, or like you know, like last year there was like the square, the Ubisoft showcase that like didn't have anything. Yeah, it, and was, it was just like, like just like circling. Yeah, yeah, there's no really no reason for this. Yeah. Um. Whereas this, like, okay, if you don't have a showcase, you don't have to show up. Yeah, like, that's fine. And uh, like, or if you have one thing to show, throw it on the Summer Game Fest thing, or or do a partnership with Xbox or Sony or whatever to show off these things. And I think like Microsoft's 
conference, the Bethesda, it moved so quick and it did yeah, just what you'd great. want. Like I, I didn't, that was like one of the few things that was an hour and a half that I didn't feel like it was an hour and a half or I didn't feel like I was like wasting my time with, with the exception of when they were going into the, uh, the car, uh, thing yeah. for for motorsport. I was like, cool. Still don't they care about this, that. but that's not they a mean thing. That's that. a that's every every conference has a look at this car turn. Look at the damage. Ooh, but yeah, yeah. It's like paint the individual paint scuffs. And it's like that's like that is cool. And you can put it in Halo or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there you go. Summer Game Fest. We did it. We did it, everyone. Uh. And if you have any thoughts on summer game fest or anything else we talked about today whether that's god of war the quarry gta online chainsaw man you can let us know on twitter at hitbox pod you can tweet at us or send us a dm or you can send us an email at hitbox official podcast at gmail.com we're coming up on episode 100 we're gonna have some fun stuff uh prepared for that um so you're not going to want to miss out. So check, go ahead and check back in two to three weeks, depending on how that all shakes out in terms of time. I think it's two weeks. No, three weeks. 97 to 100. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not good at math. Uh, I'm not a smart man. But uh, you knew that. You've listened to 100 episodes of this podcast and <laughs> some change. Um, yeah, go ahead and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this, leave us a review. Five stars would do us just fine. But I'm also not your dad, so do whatever you want. Um, you am don't I know missing that, anything, Peter. Justin? You could be someone's dad. I hope not. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money or time i always one, one of the things i always imagine every valentine's day i get a little worried um that uh i'm gonna knock on the door a past lover it's and gonna it's be gonna, like n- well no no it's gonna be knock on the door it's gonna okay. be like 400 dogs and it's gonna be like we're here to see dad and then archie just stands there like oh archie yeah <laughs> i was like yeah. justin oh, what no, the not fuck me. no no like, archie's kids fuck? are coming <laughs> yeah i see i see gotcha <laughs> yes okay hey thanks so much for listening we will catch you next week always remember old games are old goodbye bye I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>